It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 20th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll continue our Player Outlook series, taking a look at... Evan Fournier, a player who has gotten a little bit overlooked, a little bit, with all the excitement around the Magic, a player that's that's a little bit at a crossroads too, but a really important player and a player I think Magic fans should be really excited about, or at least should be uh, fairly confident in heading into the season. So we'll talk about him. We'll also talk a little bit about ESPN's recent future, po- future power rankings, where they have the Orlando Magic pretty low on the list, but... I'll tell you why I see some signs for improvement. But before we dive into any of those important topics, this is your daily reminder to check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been pushing Locked On uh, Fantasy Football uh, pretty hard over the last few weeks. It is, of course, fantasy football season. The NFL now in full swing, entering week three. All three Florida teams are 2-0. I don't know if you know that. The Buccaneers, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars are all 2-0. We have a reason to watch the NFL on Sundays. It's not just to complain that the CBS affiliate keeps showing those darn Dolphins that are so terrible, or those Jaguars that are terrible, or that Fox is airing the Buccaneers. No, we actually want to watch these teams now, because they're playing really, really well. And if you want the inside scoop on all these teams, you check out Locked On Dolphins, Locked On Buccaneers, or Locked On Jaguars. Just like you can check out any NBA team with a Locked On podcast, because every NBA team does have a Locked On podcast, you can check out every NFL team because they have a Locked On podcast too. And like I said, you can check out Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 for the latest news on, around the NFL for with a fantasy perspective, or Locked On Fantasy Football Experts for expert perspective to help your fantasy team win the day. You can also check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball for the fantasy basketball perspective on fantasy football, I guess. Um, probably not because Josh doesn't talk about football, and he's from Australia anyway, so probably doesn't watch a lot of NFL football to begin with, but you can check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get yourself ready for the fantasy basketball season, which should be drafting pretty, pretty soon. We're, of course, only a few days away from the opening of training camps around the NBA. I know we're all excited about that. So be sure to check out the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find NFL, NBA, MLB, and a growing number of college teams as well. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for to find them on iTunes today. A lot of the attention uh, for the Orlando Magic this summer has rightfully, although maybe I'd argue unrightfully, but but rightfully uh, for now, turned toward the future. Jonathan Isaac and Muhammad Bamba are the two players that Jeff Weltman has drafted with his two very high draft picks, the sixth and and the sixth pick in the last two drafts. And Magic fans see them as the foundational pieces for their team. This 
these are the roots that everything is going to grow from. And, and when you add in Aaron Gordon, a, a budding star, you know, maybe germinating a little bit more than everyone else, when you add him into the mix, you've got something. Not sure yet what it is, but but it feels like there, there's something there that can grow. That, of course, leaves a big question for the other players left, you know, on the heap or left around. The other players who can certainly contribute something, but may not quite fit the overall direction of the team. It, it, it's, it's often been said, and I tend to agree with this, so I say it often as well, the Magic are too talented to tank. They've got too many good players that, not trying to win, at least at the beginning of the season, or, or having an outright tanking vision, doesn't make sense. Because if you play your best players as you should, you should at least be somewhat competitive. And maybe that's expectations being too high, but I, I think it's fair to say that. And I think um, it's absolutely fair to say that, that the Magic have players that make them too good to, to be one of the worst teams in the league. Now, are they good enough to make the Magic a playoff team? That is certainly up for debate. And as Jeff Weltman's continued his project here and his, his, his task of changing the Orlando Magic, part of that task, part of that, part of what he has to do is to clear out the old and make some room for the new. There is no getting around this part. That you can't keep the same players over and over again and expect different results. I mean, that's a big storyline that will enter the season is how much more can you wring from this team that's topped out at 35 wins and it's, this is not the same team that won 35 wins a few years ago. And that's the strange place we find Evan Fournier. He's not quite Nikola Vucevic, who, despite Vucevic's production and, and, and frankly, loyalty to this franchise and this organization and, and to this fan base, Vucevic very clearly is not the future of this team. He's very clearly not in a role, for Orlando at least, that will lead ultimately to team success. The writing feels very much on the wall with Nikola Vucevic. Evan Fournier, to some extent, is not that future. And yet, he very clearly has a skill, has a set of skills that the Magic need, that any team could need. And it's really just about finding the right role and the right place for him. It might surprise you to know that Evan Fournier has improved his scoring average in every single year of his career, whether it's getting more opportunity or simply getting better every single year. And I think we can safely say Evan Fournier has gotten better every single year. His breakout year in Orlando, his first year in Orlando when he averaged 15 points per game, he became a hyper-efficient three-point shooter who could run the pick and roll a little bit. Enough so that Orlando felt comfortable at the time giving him 
perhaps a lower contract because they felt his floor was much was was a little bit higher than going after Victor Oladipo and 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 I, I'm I was guilty of setting that dichotomy up and it's unfair to Fournier to set that dichotomy up, but Fournier proved himself very worthy of the new contract the Magic gave him that that they have on that they have him on right now, and even though his efficiency dropped that second year the Serge Ibaka year. In 2017, scoring average went up to 17 points per game. And last year, his efficiency returned, shooting around 52% effective field goal percentage, 37% from beyond the arc. Scoring average went up again, leading the team in scoring at around 17 point, I think, eight, six or eight points per game. 17, close to 18 points per game. Fournier is probably the second best three-point shooter on the team. He's someone who easily fits into gaps, can run off screens and get his get his shot that way, can run pick and rolls effectively. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes, offensively at least. He's just an overall solid player that isn't going to be your star. And, and a big part of the problem the Magic have is that they ask Evan Fournier to be their leading scorer every night or most nights. They ask him to be their star. And that's not who he is. Fournier should be the third option on a playoff team or the fourth option on a really good team, on a championship team, or sixth man. Someone who can create a little create a little bit, not a ton, off the bench, work screens and get himself open, space the floor. Fournier is vital to this team just because he can actually make a three-point shot consistently. Doesn't mean Fournier is anywhere near a perfect player. I mean, uh, let's just focus on offense for now because we'll talk about his defense in a moment, but Fournier, not a great playmaker, not a great creator. That's not really his role. He's going to get the ball, he's going to shoot it. But he's going to make the right play. He's not a selfish shooter. It's very rare that you say, why is Evan Fournier taking that shot? Gets a lot of shots, but you feel comfortable with him taking those shots. And he's largely pretty efficient with the field goal attempts that he gets. Fournier is someone who absolutely would benefit from a better playmaking Aaron Gordon, from a a leading scorer Aaron Gordon, because Fournier is going to be open. He's going to give Gordon the space to score. And Gordon attacking is going to give Fournier more room to shoot as well. Give Fournier more room to, to be the player that he needs to be for a team to be successful. Not someone who's creating off the dribble. Not someone who's isolating. Not someone who's running a lot of pick and rolls, to be honest. He's good at it, but not, it's not, that isn't what he should be doing. Really, Fournier should be running off screens and setting up the three-point shot. Doing those curls and digs and flares. Spot-up threes. Sounds like a small role, but Fournier has proven throughout his time in Orlando that he can put up those shots in a hurry. That he can score a lot of points very, very quickly. And that's exactly what the Magic are going to expect from him again this year. They might be asking him to do a bit too much again. And certainly Fournier's deficiencies as a defender become apparent too, especially with the team now really focused on the defensive end with length and athleticism. 
Whereas a player like Aaron Gordon might have been described as a tweener a few, uh, even a few years ago, Evan Fournier is the actual tweener on the team. While his height doesn't really make you think that, defensively, finding a place for him to defend is very tough. He's not quick enough to guard twos, not strong enough to guard threes. He's probably better defensively and positionally as a small forward where he's a bit undersized. But what Fournier gives you on the offensive end is so valuable. I've gotten to, you know, as I've thought about him and and thought about what he's going to give the Magic this season, he's the player you worry about least. He's the player, really, on this roster you have the least questions about. Who knows what Aaron Gordon's going to be? What is Aaron Gordon's next step? What's Jonathan Isaac going to be? What's Muhammad Bamba going to be? Can Nikola Vucevic continue expanding his three-point shot? Evan Fournier, you know what he is. You know he's going to get you 17 points a night. Hit a couple threes. Space the floor really well. You know exactly what he's going to give you. And that kind of consistency is valuable. Absolutely valuable. Certainly the Magic paid him well for it. But one of the big questions I think Evan Fournier faces, unfortunately, and this is probably a bit unfair to ask this question so soon at 26 years old, is where does Evan Fournier really get much better? Certainly he could be a better passer and playmaker. And and by all accounts, uh, Steve Clifford gave an interview with John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com. Clifford said Fournier has looked really strong. Looked really good in pickup games and workouts at the Amway Center. He thinks Fournier is in a very good place entering the season. And, and knowing Evan, he works hard. He's going to be ready for the season. And, and he's someone that is going to make sure fans don't forget him. I, I, I'm not sure it's so much that fans forgot him. And certainly fans are, are ready to move on. And and, and again, I, I maybe set the storyline up a little bit too much. And, and to, for that, I may apologize. But Fournier very much feels like a remnant of the past. Not in the way that Nikola Vucevic does. And, and again, unfair to put this all on these two players. But Fournier feels like a guy that is good wouldn't have been part of the Jeff Waltman project. Maybe he will be. Maybe he's earned his way in there. And I think, again, I think Fournier is really good. I don't think we appreciate what Evan Fournier does enough. And this contract makes him tough to deal. But why would you want to? He produces really at the level he should for his contract. And so... The question still sits there. At 26 years old, preparing to enter the prime of his career, leading scorer on this team, but not really the role he should be playing, has Evan Fournier plateaued a little bit? Does he? Can he get better? Certainly defensively, he's got room for improvement, but you know, how much can he physically get better? He's not going to be long-limbed or long-armed or how much quicker can he get. He's a pretty well-defined player. And and I would argue he's a very good player. Not an all-star. We're not expecting or asking him to be an all-star. But one that is going to make the magic a lot better. Because he has a skill that a lot of other players on this team do not have. He's efficient 
and he's effective. And while it's nice to have stars and nice to have guys that that you can really believe in and really hope in, it's also nice to have reliable players, consistent players, like Evan Fournier. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we are thinking about the Orlando Magic's future, and I'm probably going to comment a little bit on some of those thoughts as we get ready for training camp. I'll probably save that for Monday's episode of Locked On Magic um, before we get get into training camp and start diving really into into the season and 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 hearing from the players themselves. But you know, one thing that we're all focused on is where this Magic team's headed. And and while I generally feel from Magic fans that they think the future is bright, it's still going to take some work to get back on the right track or, or get moving in the right track. ESPN, and their infinite wisdom, uh, released their future power rankings. Essentially, uh, uh, their list, their power rankings are for three years in the future, how teams are set up for the next three seasons. And they have the Orlando Magic ranked 25th. It's not the ranking most fans want to see. Now, they're essentially looking at the information on the table today. So they're not saying, oh, this team's really bad. They're going to get a top pick. And that top pick's going to change how we view them. So they're number five because they got this, that. They're not doing that. It's kind of an overall assessment of management, the current roster, how the roster can grow, and the future draft picks that you hold. The Magic rank very low. And with how far they have to go and, and, and how much they still have tied up in players on the roster, it's fair to say. I'm not going to lie. I, I think the ranking is pretty fair. Because we don't really know what Mobamba can be. He seems like a nice player, but... There's plenty of reason for skepticism. Jonathan Isaac seems like a nice player, but there's plenty of reason for skepticism. The Orlando Magic, despite their poor record, aren't set to have max cap room. Even with the new projection of a $109 million salary cap for the 2020 season, 2020 season it's kind of looking like the Magic are going to settle in at around $25 million of cap room next season, maybe a little bit less. Um, just judging, just doing basic numbers there. That's not enough to get a max guy or, or a high-level max guy. And what max guy are you going to attract here? I know some Magic fans have said, oh, the Magic should, should trade for Jimmy Butler, trade Fournier and whoever for Jimmy Butler. And, you know, maybe if it's just players to, to move some salary around and you get an expiring Jimmy Butler, it's worth the risk. Magic aren't giving up a first-round pick for a Jimmy Butler rental. They're, they're not ready. They don't. They're probably not feeling... A, we can do enough to convince Butler to stay, and B, you know, we're not pushing all our chips into the middle again like we did a few years ago when that failed miserably. So, those prospects, and, and, and it's pretty instructive actually, I would say, 
are the Magic the kind of team to push their chips into the middle for a guy like Jimmy Butler? And the answer is no. And that's why the Magic are probably sitting at 25th. They don't have a lot of free agency money. They don't have a lot of assets to, to maybe get a player like Butler. Really, all they have is their draft picks. But I will say this about this ranking. While the Magic sit in 25th, and, and maybe this is a statement of how useful or useless these rankings are, the Magic sit in 25th, but things can change extremely quickly. Aaron Gordon becomes an all-star, averages 25 points per game, let's say. All of a sudden, Orlando has one of the nice budding young stars in the league at 23 years old, just ready to hit his prime, under contract for the next three years. Next four years, including this one. Let's say Jonathan Isaac develops into a strong player. Or Mo Bamba is the defensive force we all think he can be. Now, all of a sudden, you're talking about a a trio of young players under 25 years old, and now all of a sudden you have a future. Because not only that, you're still probably getting that high draft pick because the Magic have kept all their draft picks. And so, this is part of the equation too. That one thing, one little thing, can completely change the fortunes of the franchise. And I think what's important to note here as we examine this, that Orlando's put themselves in a position to take advantage of that one thing. Yeah, they don't have a lot of free agency money to spend, but you know, if Bamba and Isaac and Gordon work out, things change. If you know they play really well, but they still end up with a high draft pick or win the lottery finally, Perceptions and outlooks change. Right now, really, this fight for this future perception is really that, a battle of perception. No one quite believes in Aaron Gordon yet. No one quite believes in Jonathan Isaac. They haven't seen much of him. No one knows what to make of Mo Bamba or what kind of impact he can make. The the doubt still exists. And so with that doubt comes marking them down a little bit. And it's perfectly fair the Magic haven't earned the trust. Even the Magic's management was ranked middle of the road. And while I think we're all very excited, it's hard to say we can't disagree. They haven't made the big move. They haven't made the big move to, to change the franchise yet, except for their draft picks. And so ultimately, 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 all of this gets sorted out on the floor. Ultimately, the future of the Orlando Magic and their outlook gets sorted out on the floor and seeing what Bamba, Isaac, and Gordon can do. But until then, doubt persists. And no one can blame them for that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me find me on Twitter at philiprr_md and follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. I'm told we are now on Spotify. Thanks to my cousin for telling me that. Um, so uh, I know that was advertised a while back. I'm sure we've been on Spotify for a while, but we're also on Spotify. Woo! Yay! Um, I, I, I really got to get into that internet radio thing. I, I don't think I'm really there yet for that. Um, I'm a bad millennial, but as someone told me, there's no such thing as bad millennials. There's just old millennials, and I'm probably one of those. Um, but in any case, uh, the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag is also open, so send me your Orlando Magic questions. I'm happy to answer them. I want to try and get a mailbag in before the first preseason game starts, or at least around the time of the preseason, so we can just get your get those last questions coming out before we really dive into this regular season. So I'm really excited to hear your questions. You can send them to me on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. You can also follow follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Our Player Outlook series continues. Yesterday, we looked at Jonathan Isaac and Ken Birch. Today, Terrence Ross goes under the spotlight. We'll talk a little bit more about him on a future episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.